rejected Tokyo as the chairman. I'm telling you, he just wants to kill me. Okay. Welcome to the Han Shot First podcast. I'm Jeff. Joining me are Alex. Hello, everybody. And Scott. Hello. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that Scott picked last week. So I'll go ahead and let him introduce that topic. Okay, so we're we're doing movies two weeks in a row, and that'll probably generally be the focus here. Um, but the we, we want to get pretty specific. Last week, I wanted to talk about very dire dire moments for certain characters. You didn't um, want to talk about moments. montages last week? We, yeah, we talked about montages last week. But that's not what you wanted to talk about. <laughs> no, this is the topic for this week. Is Okay, so what I wanted to talk about was... Uh, Specific moments where, where characters, um, and my list is pretty movie-heavy, but doesn't necessarily have to be movies, uh, where characters are just absolutely screwed, or where they think they are. Um, fuck moments, if you if you will. You just hey, hey, like, hey, this is a PG pod. Uh, you fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> hey, see. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, fuck moments. You were at fuck moments. Yes, we're, we're talking about fucking. So, um, just uh, in, in no particular order, we'll start off with a, a great moment from uh, the two towers about the halfway mark uh, after so two and a half Mary hours. and Pippin have been walking three for hours. after three Mary and Pippin have been walking for about three hours, um, and they have the end moot, and the, the ants finally decide they're going to go to war, which is a very badass moment. They finally storm Isengard. And you get to see Saruman come out, and he sees all these trans, trans, all these ants fucking up his shit, and just the the look on his face. He, you know, he never saw it coming. He thought it was just completely screwed. Just one of my favorite moments in the movie. Um, I know, <laughs> I know, uh, Jeff and I saw Two Towers many, many, many times. Um, so I, I was just, I was just gonna ask, how many times did we see that in the theater? Like three or it, four, it was, right? It was quite a bit. And might I add, we're way too old to be going to the movies as much as we did. Yeah. But uh, but it was it was definitely uh, worth it. I, I don't know, Jeff. Or, um, Alex is open to you too. Uh, just because I I mentioned it as one of my favorite mo- moments in the movie. Like, do you have any other things that, that popped out at you? Um, maybe not in Two Towers, but just the general. Well, a few things popped out at me during that scene, but uh, we're not going <laughs> to talk about that. <laughs> um, that about scene... your penis again. <laughs> Maybe, um, popcorn trick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Scott and I <laughs> popcorn, popcorn trick. trick. Himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that honestly, that scene doesn't. I know you love that scene. To me, that scene is it's cool, but not as much to me. Saruman's just an old man, so him being weird and scared by a bunch of trees, you can see that at the park anywhere in the country. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I feel I feel like I should be insulted. No, it's a great movie. Obviously, I saw it four times, but I like <laughs> it for other things. More like you know the battle at the the wall, Helm's Deep, and everything. But the wall, um, we're crossing, we're crossing. Yeah, uh, series. Hey? Man, crossing series. What isn't that what this podcast is about? Game Game of Thrones. Oh, not that wall. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Helm's Deep, <laughs> the wall. Oh, Fa- fantasy nerd shit. I don't care. Um, so yeah, it's a good scene, but yeah, that didn't make my list. Also, Christopher Lee is a real-life badass. If anybody has ever read up on his bio, he's, uh, I wouldn't want to fuck with him, even though he's 90. Anyways, 
Another would you scene read it as bio <laughs> that would make you say that? You can't just leave that cliffhanger out there. Oh, well, we'll talk about Christopher Lee more in depth another time. Uh, <laughs> All right. What? No. What? No. We well, know see, we... well, I know he's, he stabbed people in real life. Yeah. Peter Here's Jackson the... asked, asked him to or asked him to imagine what it was like to, to stab someone in the back. And he basically told Peter Jackson he didn't have to imagine. Uh, Dang. He, he, was, he was getting up to some, uh, I wouldn't call them shenanigans, but he was getting up to some stuff during World War II. Christopher Lee, yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he's also in a metal band. I don't know if you guys knew about that. Either. <laughs> no. Yeah. Was, yeah, was it currently? Yes, a current metal band. She was. Was it? Isn't Christopher Lee like a real James Bond? Wasn't he like MI6 or something? Or Basically. I... He's like yeah. not allowed to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I so heard yeah, he had speaking. a golden gun while he was in MI6. Didn't work out so well for him. <laughs> yeah. Mostly because a golden bullet would be horrible in real life. Well, the gun was gold. The bullets were... Were red. also gold. Rewatch the movie. <laughs> nah, gold-plated. Anyway, so moving on to another scene with a, another Brit... A little lesser-known movie um, starring the underused Bob Hoskins called The Long Good Friday. It's a British uh, mobster movie, basically. That movie has the worst shower scene ever. It, it does feature a hilarious... If we if we do hilarious shower scenes, um, I want to <laughs> call dibs on The Long Good Friday. Hey, you took um, my topic. There's <laughs> basically this glorious five minutes of Bob Hoskins standing under the shower. It feels like an eternity. Yeah, it... It really does feel like half the movie. Um, but don't let that deter you from seeing it. And I should point out that the, there's a lot of spoilers from here on out. I'll try to I think the statue about of it, though. But, uh, is Roger Rabbit in this movie or no? There's no Roger Rabbit. There is a, a young Pierce Brosnan. Golden Gun. Dental work. Man. Helen Mirren. Anyways, just basically movies him becoming unraveled. And by the end, everything's come back to bite him in the ass and... There's a great scene in the car. Yeah, that was where awesome. he just, without saying a word, he just runs the gamut of like all these different emotions, of of him like laughing and then getting pissed off and then finally realizes just how screwed he really is, and just all him mugging for the camera. I really do recommend it, just for that scene alone. And move on to what was another the name British of this movie. Wait, what was uh, the name the of this movie? Good, the Long Good Friday. Is Chris Tucker in that? Chris Tucker was not in it. Oh. Damn. Although Chris you guys Tucker, the fuck does, out. Uh, Chris Tucker actually is part of uh, my list. Let's <laughs> let's see if you guys can figure out where I'm going with that one. Um, <gasps> on the fifth element. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Like apparently, I have a lot of British movies here, so we'll go ahead and go to the Fifth Element. Um, even though it was written by a Frenchman, directed by a Frenchman, but you could tell it was all Brits. Speaking of Brits, Gary Oldman. Go ahead. Yes, this, this this is very much about Gary Oldman. Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel. After a scene that, that paired uh, Chris Tucker with with Bilbo Baggins, Ian Holm, um, which is when you think about it, very odd that the two of them were paired on screen together like that. But um, when they find the bomb, they they freak out and they leave. And Gary Oldman comes back to try to defuse it. Where the at the, the hotel mutants, room. Yeah. The mutants who are called um, Ag- <laughs> oh, no, Mangalores. Thank you. Ag- Mangalores. Agnot was n- named yes. the main guy. Um, took- <laughs> Agnot. Wait, Agnot was his name. Yeah, that was you know, the Mangalore. Yeah. You know, Agnot backwards is Tonga. <laughs> <laughs> Tonga. 
Nobody knows who Tonga is. No, but someone knows, there's a country called Tonga, so they know that. Go. I think you just made that up. I did not, because we called Tonga backwards Agna, so therefore I know the other one. He is the size of a small country. So. He is. How uh, much does sword. he have to drink to get anesthetized? Uh, I'm not doing that again. The, um, after, he, after he comes back uh, to the, the space hotel, the spaceship hotel, um, lost in paradise, um, he defuses the bomb by dropping a, a key card into a, a slot, which makes no sense. It was a floppy he he's in the clear. Then one of the Mangalords, Agnot, rolls over, pulls out, I swear to God, the, the lock, the yeah, padlock that I had on my lock. locker in high school. Yeah, it's a magnet. It turns it to the to the right. It sets off another bomb. This prompts Gary Oldman to go, "Oh no," because apparently when British actors play Americans, they can only do English accents. I mean, that Southern accents. Sorry, except yeah. for Bob Hoskins, who has a badass American accent. Going back to him real quick. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Gary Oldman did not use a Southern accent when he played Commissioner Gordon. That's true. That's true. In your face. But he had practice, though. He had to go through the southern first. <laughs> he had to practice yeah. first. He went to the south yeah. to get to Gotham. Um, I don't think he had a southern accent in Romeo Must Bleed either, and that was a great movie. Anyways, so yeah, just a, a great death scene. Just his oh no uh, kind of stuck with me. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Shifting to a very American movie, uh, Office Space, and they figure out that the decimal point has been moved. They freak out. <laughs> this is a fuck. Yes. This is a fuck. Uh, where it's said literally, um, just a great scene, great movie. Um, I know we've we've all seen Office Space a billion times. I did. I have, and I don't know where you're going with this. So keep going. No, that that's the scene. They they figure out that they've messed up, and they're all trying to decide what to do. They're worried about going to federal um, pound you in the ass prison. Um, <laughs> And yeah, like Alex said, when Alex, like Alex said, uh, is this Amir? Um, Yeah, Amir Naeem Nanajad. Naeem Nanajad. Says, this is a fuck. Uh, So that's a a fuck moment, them freaking out about uh, being completely screwed. Gotcha. Um, Moving along, there was a brief one in uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut. When Cartman goes into the big Kyle's mom's a bitch song, um, goes to that big song and dance number, he finishes it up, he does the spirit fingers, and after going, Kyle's mom is standing right behind him, and he goes, oh, fuck. And yes, that is, the voice that is the extent of my Cartman impression. Thank you. Do it in the voice, guys. Um, hey, yeah, you guys. It's a very funny moment. Oh, um, fuck. It is Mrs. Rafalski. <laughs> yes, it's, Scott is known like, for his uh, awesome impression of Eric Cartman. That's legendary. Been revealed a few times, and we will get him to do it on this part. Hundredth episode, Dairy. <laughs> if if we get to hundred episodes, I will think about it. You will do it. I am and, Eric Cartman. Uh, all right, and uh, just to, uh, to wrap this up, because um, the last one's got kind of literal, we'll go with my favorite one, which was from Snatch, the Guy Ritchie movie. The the scene the after they've set up the final boxing match, and Mickey has been losing the whole time, as he's supposed to do, and all of a sudden, he just lays the guy out. The camera freezes. It's the guy's knocked out in midair. 
and you hear Turkish. I can't do the accent, but <laughs> he goes, now we are fucked. That was my Jason Statham. Thank you. The freezing of the whole like scene is just a still picture, and then him saying that was perfect. Yeah, just the whole it's kind of struck home. Very funny. Like I, I always appreciate when they when exposition is used in, in creative ways, um, and I thought that was cool. Just to, to have that little voiceover and the freeze, and you know, as the audience, you're like, oh wow, <laughs> they really are fucked. Yeah, that'll basically uh, round out my list here. I think you guys have some more um, that are probably less movie-heavy. Nah. Yeah? yeah, mine's pretty movie-heavy, too, but I have a couple TV shows. But um, let's uh, go to Alex now. I think Alex got a tough chore there and beat Mr. Scott. There's some pretty good ones. Well, I just got one. My All favorite right, one. one. Okay. Which is from Evil Dead 3, a.k.a. The Army of Darkness. When whatever that uh, Deadite spirit is chasing Ash through like the cemetery and everything, and he, at the last second, gets that windmill and then closes the door, and then the thing is just pounding on the door. Pounding, 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 and Raimi does this great thing with the camera that zooms in on different stuff, and the camera's shaking, and Ash is screaming his guts out. It's <laughs> just intelligible screens. He's not saying anything. And then all of a sudden, all the noise stops. Except for Ash just screaming. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not dying right now. But up until that moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so it's not it's not one of the, the skeletons going, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> no, that was good. As, as they but run that away was from not my favorite. Fight. Okay. And it's not the she-bitch? Yo, she-bitch. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. But that scene was also... It's, like, it's, it's, it's not the, the, the graveyard scene where he sees all the bones coming. <laughs> and they all punch him in the face. And they all punch him in the face. Also very good. Not my favorite. Okay. <laughs> all right. Just double-checking. This scene also happened in uh, Evil Dead 2. But I th- thought Raimi like, did a much better job in... Army of Darkness. Well, I think you actually had a budget for Army of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, that's I'll, true. Albeit a small one, but uh, they didn't film in the backwoods of Michigan. So did you guys see the new Evil Dead movie that came out, or no? I missed Not it. Yet. I wanted to see it. Um, it's and I do on want my to list it. of things to eventually see. Uh, yeah, I didn't see it either. I heard it was pretty nasty, but something to see. Sam Raimi didn't direct it, right? He produced it, but didn't direct it, or? Correct. Right. Okay. Oh, I don't know if he produced it, but he didn't direct it, yeah. Okay. He cool. gave it his blessing. That was for Oh, okay. Okay. So he just... All right. Cool. So is that all you got, Alex? Yep. Straight into the uh, point. All right. Not to me, which won't be straight into the point. So... Um, <laughs> Not straight, certainly. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> all right. I kind of did a list like Scott did, so um, I'm going to kind of go through these here. So my first two are kind of... Well, it's the same actor, and it's kind of the exact same moment, but it's awesome, so I'm going to mention it. It's Christopher Lee in uh, The Clone Wars. <laughs> no. Oh. But, but you're close. Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford. Wars. I think I know where you're going with this. Yes, you probably do. Um, so, and Star Wars. Han Solo starts chasing after the stormtroopers and yells, Get back to the ship! 
and he's chasing him, and he's chasing him, and then Chewie knows to stop, but Han doesn't, so Han keeps going. He turns around the corner, and depending on which version you watch, there's a number of stormtroopers waiting for him, and that look on his face is effing priceless, as he realizes, like, <laughs> what the hell am I doing? I'm about to die. But in Indiana priceless. Jones, in, I believe it's Temple of Doom. It's Temple of he, Doom, yeah. Yeah, he's chasing them, a guy over the, one guy, he's chasing them over, once he reaches the top of the hill, he's just a whole army coming his direction, the exact same expression on his face, and he turns and runs the other way. And I think that's when he goes over the bridge. Harrison Ford did have that look down. <laughs> he did, that's mm-hmm. his move. It was um, funny that the army, like, <laughs> they were basically ninjas up until the point where they were in the frame of the... the <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because you, you didn't hear them coming. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden they're screaming. And... My, one of my favorite Harrison Ford reactions, or maybe any reactions ever, is a little bit later in that scene, he's cut the bridge. He's now dangling from, you know, on the half of the bridge on the side of the cliff. And the arrows start coming, and like a bunch of arrows hit right next to him, and he just goes, he looks back and goes, oh, oh it's priceless. <laughs> I can't even, I can't describe it, but just next time you watch that movie, think about that scene because it's. The, I, I was, I was laughing priceless. when, at, at the end when he, when they, they don't know whether he fell or not, and he spoilers, and he he climbs up the ladder <laughs> and he gets to the top, and they just stand at the top and laugh like. Nobody goes over to help him up. Like there's like there's like forty people standing around that can help him on the rest of the way up. He's only got one hand because he's got the stone in the other one. Like yeah. if somebody go over there and help him up. Like he's almost dead. Like yeah, they just all stand around. And, I don't know. Triple yeah. Doom. I like it. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I like it. Not as good I, as Raiders, I, but it's yeah. Still... No, I, I I like Temple, but it's you know I liked uh, Crusade and Raiders more. Yes, I don't. I think it goes one, two, three, the order they released. That's my opinion. But maybe we'll do an indie episode another time. All right, so the next one I have, which this is from my memory. I don't know if we mentioned this before. So our whole topic, our, we put an honor system on ourselves to not Google up these topics. So we're kind of off the top of our head. We're trying to think of things. So I didn't go to Google to verify this. And aliens, when Paul Reiser, and I forgot his character's name at the moment, Dick Burke. or Burke? Dick. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> he, you know, he betrays him and he locks himself away. And he turns, he hears the noise of the alien behind him, that you know, that rattling sound. And he turns around, and right before the thing goes to the back of his head, I think that happened. <laughs> Maybe my mind is just playing tricks. No, on he, he he had time to realize that he was about to be. That's yeah. what I thought. Dead. Yeah, yeah, he, no, he, that, that's good. Yeah. And that was a fucking priceless moment. And he was such an asshole, right? So that's. His character there, and you know, um, this is where I guess I'm getting Bill Paxton in the whole movie. <laughs> Bill Paxton. But I was gonna say, like, what's his face? Will uh, was his name Atherton from Die Hard or Ghostbusters? Just that dick character. They just got it down, and you always want him to get fucked. Well, Atherton uh, had like the the holy trilogy of he, he, yeah, Ghostbusters, Die Hard, and Real Genius. Where he's yeah, yeah. Basically played an insufferable <laughs> prick in all three movies. It basically, like, it had to, like, ruin his life. I think, I think he's on record as saying that people would just come up and give him shit because he was such a dick on screen, you know? Yeah. He's, he's probably just, like, a normal guy. You know, he's probably a nice guy, but he just does that so well. And the red hair helps, too, probably. Cause... 
Yeah, in the commentary for Ghostbusters, they talk about people just calling him dickless on the street and everything. It's pretty priceless. And speaking of Ghostbusters, so another oh shit moment I have is... When you realize that Ron Jeremy is in that movie? <laughs> Ron Jeremy's in that movie? Yeah, he's he? in one of the crowd shots at the end. You uh, <laughs> clearly see Ron Jeremy. The hedgehog is in Ghostbusters. That is awesome. No, is when Slimer is about to get Bill Murray, and he's just sitting there going, "Ah, I think he can hear you, Ray." I always love that moment where he just knows he's going to get slimed, and it kind of cuts back and forth between him and Ray. Right, Ron Jeremy was there on set. Yeah, it wasn't Slimer that got him. All right, they had to cut costs somehow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right, back to another moment I have is um. Sonny at the toll booth in The Godfather. I think that's pretty classic. I know I've kind of used a lot of these movies I've used last week, but they're awesome movies. So he gets Look there. What they did to my boy. The toll booth guy drop. You know, he kind of ducks behind. And he kind of looks around, and the car pulls behind him, and Sonny knows at that moment. Yep. And he takes like a thousand bullets, and then still gets out of the car and takes a thousand more. It's pretty awesome. Good old Jimmy Conn. <laughs> it is. Um, I have this one. I don't even know if you can consider it. Uh, no shit moment, but it's 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 a cool, sad moment. Is in Braveheart when he's going to meet the guy, and you know he's getting betrayed, unbeknownst to either of them. Actually, Robert the Bruce doesn't know, or Bra- uh, Braveheart doesn't know. William Wallace doesn't know. <laughs> I like <laughs> Robert the Bruce's reaction better. Yeah, because he, he he's got the bug eyes. Yeah, and it, either of them, they're both. And then, no. but you could, t- it's in slow motion, so you know it's going down. It's almost like the audience. It's more of an audience oh shit moment than it is maybe. A, a character moment. But that's when yeah. you know, like, this guy, both guys want to do it, but, you know, the leper did not approve. <laughs> um, there's that. Uh, and I have a couple of these other ones that are kind of weird. I'm just going to go through them. In the line of fire, at the end, John Malkovich, when he realizes that the whole time Clint Eastwood's kind of talking to... Aim high. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was kind of, was always kind of a cool thing of mine. Um, that old movie... Which is uh, that bird, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why'd you shoot that bird, asshole? Um, freaks. I don't know if you guys have seen that old horror movie with the freaks in the circus. I have not. Yeah, there's a scene at the end where this guy's kind of betrayed him the whole time, and all of a sudden all the mutants, not mutants, but freaks, are going after him. And he's, it's in the rain, and it's really it's feeling really weird, but he knows like he's they're getting there. So I always like that scene. And um, one other quick one would be I guess Boromir, so this is mine, Scott, from Lord of the Rings, Okay. Is after he gets that first arrow, I don't think he knows until that point that it's the end, but once he gets that first arrow, you know, there's plenty more to come, but that first one, he knows that he's going down, but he still fights. That's awesome. Best uh, death ever. Yeah. Scene Bean has a few of those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I like that one. You mean one. Sean Bond? <laughs> or Sean Bond or Scene Bean. Either way. Either way is preferred. And then my last one, this is my favorite one, and this is maybe the most recent one, and this is one that I can't believe Scott didn't mention, is... You want to guess? Well, I did have some extra ones, but I, I wanted to cut them out. Alright, uh, too late. I'm telling you. The Red Wedding from Game of Thrones. Oh, man. <laughs> when Catelyn Stark lifts spoilers. up the guy's paint... Spoilers! Oh, yeah, Spoilers! 
Yeah, yeah, whatever. If you haven't read the book or yeah. watched the If you're, if you're listening to this podcast, show. you've watched Game of Thrones. If not, don't listen. I'm sorry. When Catelyn lifts up the guy's <laughs> coat and he, she sees the chain mail, from that moment she knows she's fucked. Her son's fucked. Her unborn grandchild is fucked. Her daughter-in-law is fucked. That is my number Literally. one oh shit. Oh, oh shit moment. Now that, so, that was great. That, that was one of those things um, just go into that further where when i read the book and this is the the first and last time i've ever done this i actually had to put the book down because i couldn't believe what i'd read um i, I remember read, you telling read, me that right before i started reading that book yeah i you know before the third season started i kept telling everybody who hadn't read the book like oh man shit gets real shit gets real i was like yeah and right you, scott you're yeah, talking out your ass again and then uh you know just this, the way they played it on TV really, really worked, as evidenced by the the people freaking out on the internet. And people, people knew that was going to happen. Filming people watching that episode, <laughs> that was which awesome, was, which is pretty great. But yeah, it's it's yeah, her her performance in that scene really, really sold the whole thing. Michelle Fairley. So it's kind of sad to see that whole storyline just come crashing down like that. Yeah, but that's what makes the show awesome. Yeah, um, no, nobody is I safe. Have. Yeah, I haven't read the book, so I don't know what's going on. I think the both of you have read the book, so... Um, Do you think you that guys... scene used more or as much blood as the lawnmower scene in Dead Alive? Well, no, Dead Alive, you kidding me? <laughs> it was... <laughs> I think it was... it's still uh, in the Guinness Book of Records as the most blood that's in, in a movie. Even, like... Carrie, like Carrie, or like The Shining, yeah. where the elevator just lets out gallons and gallons of blood. Yeah, I think so. Right. You know, you know, Kubrick <laughs> was so crazy that that was actually real blood that he filled the hallway with. <laughs> You're joking, right? Or no? <laughs> Am I? I don't know. No, that's a joke. Although Kubrick <laughs> was famous for fucking with his actors to get to get what he wanted from them. Um, poor Shelley Duvall was a wreck. By you want to get sued? Movie. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but he didn't mess with the little boy. The boy thought he was filming like a little Hallmark movie or something. From what I when I heard, I heard he messed with Shelley Duvall, but for the boy, they had no idea they were making a scary movie. He was just, you know, we're playing chase down the hallway. Go get on your scooter and go play with the little girls. <laughs> he had no idea they were scared. Come play with us forever and ever. And Rom, they didn't show that naked old lady in the bathtub. Well, he's not part of that scene, so yeah. Jack Nicholson saw the old lady, but no boy didn't. I bet he had a boner. Yeah, probably. And moving along. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I am done. Does anyone else have anything more to add to this topic? Yeah, I just thought of one. Okay. And uh, actually, in Mad Men, in season one, when that Weasley little shit that knocks up Peggy, uh-huh. he finds out Peter that Don. Yeah, Peter finds out that. Don Draper isn't his Don Draper's real name. Spoiler alert. Uh-huh. And so he runs over because he tries to blackmail him and Don Draper's like, come on, you don't got the stones. And then he walks over to his boss's office and he starts telling him, hey, Don Draper's not his real name. And then there's a pause and you see the John Hammed. He's like, Ugh. and then his boss is like, so what? I don't care. <laughs> So I believe money. Michael Mega Rainbow come out of your hat. <laughs> <laughs> Banjo. Banjo. 
All right, so anyone who hasn't seen the 30 Rock Live episode with John Hamm and <laughs> Tracy, brilliant. Tracy Morgan in the black and white skit, you got to watch that's another, it. I think that's another John Hamm oh shit moment where he's just across the table from Tracy Morgan <laughs> and then he says, Banjo, he knows he's going to get fucked. And he that's does. No, yeah, an ass whooping's coming. <laughs> I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. Anyone else? Anything else before we wrap up this segment? I think I'm good. I guess this is our topic, our you know nerd news or whatever. I don't have anything other than what I personally have seen. So I saw Ender's Game last night. Hey. No, I'm not gonna spoil it or anything, but it was all right. I didn't read the book, so but I did. Some people did spoil some of the stuff for me. It was all right. I don't know. Have any of you guys seen it yet? Haven't seen it yet. Probably won't. Very underwhelmed by the the trailers, and I wasn't a huge fan of the books to begin with. I think I talked a little bit about that last week. Yeah. You're the one that recommended the book to me, and I love the book. <laughs> I I like the book. I didn't think it was that great, though. I wasn't excited that they were making it into a movie. Well, I wasn't excited about that, but I was pleasantly surprised. I saw the movie. I did. Yeah. yeah. It, it was all right. I was a little bored. It was more of a kid's movie, I thought. I don't know. People are going to... Yeah, I, I have heard that, though, that in uh, some of the reviews, that it, it, it is skewed towards more, more towards children... Yeah, it's also a sad scene. Harrison Ford is an old man. It's just, you know, like I had watched Star Wars <laughs> a few nights before. It's, <laughs> it's just know, sad it is. Harrison Ford's old. It is. That means everyone gets old. Helen Solo can't get old, and then he is old. It's going to be fantastic when he's in Expendables 3. Oh, he just mumbles his way through whatever role they, uh, they've set aside for him. Uh, That's fine. I don't want him. I just decided I don't want him or Mark Hamill, or Carrie Fisher, or any of them in the new Star Wars movie. I don't need to see them old. Just all new characters, please. Start from scratch. I, I, thought, you were gonna, I thought for a second you were going to say that you didn't want to see them dead, and that we better just freeze them right now. <laughs> no, I, like I, just don't, I, I don't care if they die, really. I just don't want to see them. I, yeah. I, that came out wrong, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to <laughs> see them. You'd rather see them dead. <laughs> no. I understand. And uh, so my other nerd news is I know you guys don't play these mainstream games, but I'm proud of myself. I beat Grand Theft Auto V the other day, or beat it as far as I beat story mode. So I'm happy with myself. It's a fun game. I know a lot of people like it. A lot of people don't. Did they fix the zoom-in problem? They probably fixed that, right? The what? Where if you third-person mode would uh, aim at something with a reticle, if you went into precise, like aiming, it would aim somewhere else. No, I don't I don't remember having that problem. Oh, okay, then I probably fixed it. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto is one of those series where I've, I've owned a couple of them, never played more than a day on each, but I'm glad it's out there, if that makes sense. It's kind of pushing the industry forward. Saints uh, Row is, in my opinion, uh, far superior. Saints Row series is awesome. <laughs> In my opinion, Donkey Kong is much better. You know what? I liked it. I think the world they create is awesome, and the whole free world and all the different stuff that happens. You know, Now it's going to be a, whether or not it can keep my interest. I beat the game, but you can still play it and do all the side missions. Yeah, they, they definitely... Rockstar's definitely set the bar for... Um, the sandbox type of game. Yeah, open world. Um, I mean, other games have done a really good job of it, 
maybe I don't know, maybe Bethesda with the the Elder Scroll games. Um, I wouldn't want to really compare the two, but uh, you know, just that that whole gigantic world. It's it's really kind of technically impressive from a nerd standpoint. Yeah, and like I said, I I had a lot of fun playing the single player story mode, and now we'll just see if I continue playing. I usually don't once. Once you give me choices and I can do anything I want, then it usually is I don't play the game. I drink beer or something instead. Like that is usually. Well, you were drinking beer anyways. Yeah, yeah I usually go to don't. the bar and play dark games. <laughs> when I play games, like when I you, see, you mentioned the Elder Scrolls, I get there. There's too many things to do. I just go ah, and then I leave because I don't. I make I remember a couple of Gears of War online matches with you, Jeff, where. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, those kind of games. Yeah, Matt was over, so of course I was drinking. <laughs> I get better at multiplayer games when I drink. But those listening at home, that's Jeff's superpower. The more he drinks, the better he gets at, at online gaming. It um, is pretty amazing. The closer he is to just complete gibberish, like coming through the mic, where you can't understand anything that he's saying, that's when he's like destroying everybody and setting records and. <laughs> it's. I, I don't want to call it impressive because I think it's killing him, but it is something to see. Like you drink two boots of beer in one night and someone says you're an alcoholic. I don't see how that's true. But. <laughs> uh, I still dominated. Uh, speaking of movies, um, I'm going to be seeing Thor tomorrow, so hopefully I have that to I'm talk about. I'm Thor! I'm Thor. It's something I've actually been looking forward to, um, so hopefully I'm not disappointed. At least Natalie Portman's in it. You got that to look forward yeah. to. That old hag. <laughs> any other... Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't like scour the internet for any kind of geek news or anything. Do you guys know of anything? Yeah. What? Go for it, Alex. Krish uh, 3 is coming out. I don't know what that is. It is basically an Indian adaptation of superhero movies. Well, I know that they have like the Bollywood version of like Superman and Spider-Man, where they, they're kind of wearing the costume, but they have guns and they don't really no, fly this is like and they slap huge, people. Huge budget. They they pretty much mash together uh, the characters of Superman and Batman into one dude. So he's all dark and everything, but he's flying around, killing people. And on the poster here, like the bad guy has like Magneto powers, but he attracts all this metal to his body so he's got like an Iron Man type suit and then there's a dude that's supposed to be the Toad and the Black Widow so it's all like Marvel equivalent people well, I, th- I don't know if they're heroes or villains the major villains I think of the Toad What? when, when does this come out? <laughs> or is this already out? yeah I will tell you it comes out in Diwali 2013 I don't know what that means well you don't speak Hindi do you know what happens to a that. toad that gets struck by lightning? <laughs> oh, that was sad. As written by Same the Same thing that happens to everybody else. We can thank Josh Sweden for the Avengers and for that line. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, wait but, Josh yeah. Whedon? What? Krish. Joss, Joss Whedon wrote that line. An X-Men? Yes. Oh, my God. That was him. Maybe he imagined it delivered differently from... Uh, Oscar winner, what's her face? Holly Berry. Yeah. Interesting. Or, you mean Aurora Monroe, idiot. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Alex, I think 
I think you should see that movie if you can and then review it for us. Krish? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe set it up. It looks review. awesome. And then it's, and we'll decide whether we should watch it. They're projecting that it's going to be the highest grossing Indian film ever. Yeah. All right, so before I forget, this is the video I found this week. I already sent you guys, but I don't know when people are going to listen to this, if anyone's ever going to listen to this, but you have to go to YouTube and search for Best Arrest Ever. It or is... Succulent Chinese Meat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's right. This video had me laughing for hours, and I watched it every day this week, and it is gold. <laughs> what is my crime? Enjoying a meal? A Chinese succulent meal? Uh, this just... is democracy <laughs> manifest. Manifest. Ta-ta and farewell. Uh, it's it's definitely a judo well. The, the gentleman dine and dasher. <laughs> it is. Classic. It's classic. All right. Um, sounds like we're done with that talk. Um, so what's the topic for next week, Alex? The topic for next week, I got it while playing Bulletstorm this week. I just I'm finally afraid. got around to it. But it's pronounced Bone Storm. <laughs> Thrill Ho. Thrill Ho. It's about games or movies or anything where at the end they don't wrap everything up because they know that a sequel's coming, but it never materializes. Oh, it never ma- oh, Alright, that's a good twist. I was gonna say like Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> All right, so so any movie where it seemed like they were clearly setting it up for a sequel, but there never was one, in other words. Correct. Okay. That's a good one. I don't know if I have an answer for that, but that's a good one. Because goddamn Bonestorm. Bonestorm. <laughs> Sorry, Bonestorm. I, f- I feel like there was more that was going to happen at the end of Commando, but there's only <laughs> one. No chance. No chance. No chance. <laughs> the, uh... Speaking of what we're doing, Bones from The Simpsons, I mentioned The Freaks. I don't know if it was this year's Halloween or a couple years ago. They actually did mimic that one on the Halloween episode. So you guys may have seen it. You didn't even know it. If you're still watching. One uh, of us. Exactly. They did. I don't. I watched. I recorded a few Halloween episodes this year. I don't know if, which one was this year's and which ones were previous years because I've been missing it. But that was definitely one of the short stories during the. Uh, treehouse horrors or whatever. So, for what it's worth, anybody who didn't see this year's intro to Treehouse of Horrors, you're missing out. Guillermo. Yeah, it was a special one by Guillermo del Toro. A lot of his stuff and just general references to horror movies, and it was pretty great. Speaking of him, I finally saw Pacific Rim. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, I did not I... like it. I love Pacific Rim. That yeah, was, me too. I was very, very uh, surprised by that movie. Uh, movie's awesome. What? Yes. Don't, it was why? everything I never knew I always wanted about giant robots fighting aliens. <laughs> <laughs> you know. said it. It was just Transformers. That's all it was. No way. Oh, Jeebus, Jeff. What? Now you're just trying to get us nerd rage. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's giant robots fighting and destroying everything as they fight. That's all it was. Uh, Except one was good and one was not. Yeah. Except one had Megan Fox, the other one didn't. I don't even <laughs> know. You're here to hear first, folks. Jess yes. loves the Transformer series. I don't. I hate the Transformer series. And, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of giving you guys a little hard time. I think it was better than Transformers, but not much. 
It's just it's, special effects. There's nothing uh, to it. If if not for Gravity, Pacific Rim would probably be my favorite movie this year. Really? I yeah. still haven't seen Gravity. I want to see it. But Pacific Rim, come on. Awesome. It's going to be my next Blu-ray. Yeah. You guys are dumb. All right. <laughs> um, on that note. On that note, uh, thanks everyone for listening to this edition of Han Shot First Podcast. And we'll see you next time. Yes, I bet you have. Name one thing I like that's not good. <laughs> the Kings. Oh! oh. Stanley, Cup, Stanley Cup champion, L.A. Kings.